We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It is March 4th, 2019. We have seven basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Seven games, March 4th. My birthday is in seven days. I feel like we have a trend coming along here. So um, next Monday when we do this podcast, it'll be my birthday. I'll be doing doing a podcast on my birthday, and we'll be crushing it. Um, As always on Mondays, I'm joined by my main man. I hope you had a great weekend, Chief Justice 06. Will, how are you doing, my friend? Man, doing great. Uh, definitely ready to, to turn the page. Had an okay week last week. Wasn't great. Wasn't bad. Just kind of right in between. So uh, hopefully we can we can crush this week. I um I'm, I'm excited about kicking this week off, man. Nice little seven game slate to get going. So a lot of teams I like to look at. So it sh- should be good. It's an interesting little slate. Yeah, man, it's a anytime Atlanta's on the slate, you know, we get excited to stack against them. So, um, <laughs> how, how about that game on, on Friday? Um, holy, holy oh, Moses. Boy. Listen, so I didn't do Friday, and when I when I saw the lineup on Friday, like I kind of, you know, our, our good buddy Big T was able to, you know, 
take down a few giblets on FanDuel in the Monster a few. <laughs> he has enough yeah, fun coupons to go on vacation. Yeah, hopefully he'll get him uh probably buy him a new championship cornhole set and uh and get rolling. But when I when I took a look at his lineup, I said, Yeah, he's gonna stay up top. I mean, he pretty much just stacked the whole game. Guys were going off left and right, three or four overtimes. I mean, you can't ask for much more than that when, when it comes to DFS. If you hit the nuts and you get the overtime, you just you're going to crush. And I, I I did have Trey Young that night, but I didn't have Levine. I didn't have Marketing. I just I kind of missed on those guys. But uh, what a good night for him. Yeah, for sure. Congrats to Big T having a big uh, Friday. Um, you know, I'm certainly ready to talk some basketball. I always take the weekends off for basketball, so I'm ready to. Get back on the grind. I'm starting to really dig into baseball stuff. Um, all the spare time that I have that I'm not doing basketball content and not researching NASCAR, I'm digging into baseball. These are the times of the, uh, the year where it's nonstop something going on all the time, and I, I love it. I, I live for the grind. I love the grind, and um, I'm really excited that baseball is right around the corner. Uh, we are sponsored by Fantasy Draft. If you guys haven't checked out Fantasy Draft, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It is fantasydraft.com. If you are one of the weekly winners um, and you have won the weeklies, I'm pretty sure that we will have the big contest not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. I'm almost positive is what the email said. Um, I could be wrong. I don't have it up in front of me. But the 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 weekly the weekly contest winners that are going to play the, the the king of the month type of contest um, will will take place very soon. So I'm excited for you guys to do that. If you want to join our listeners league, um, it'll be in the comments section uh, probably tomorrow morning. They haven't sent it to me, uh, so I probably will get it in the morning. So you guys can join, play with uh, Will and I in the, in the in the morning grind listeners league. Uh, Fantasy draft, an awesome site. If you guys haven't checked it out. You're not playing against 150 teams each and every night. Their their main $10,000 pick and roll contest or $25 buy-in contest is a max entry of 13 people. You're not playing people that have 150 teams. Um, you know they have a bunch of different contests. Uh, their their big $5 tournament, um, you know, as well is 13 entries. So, bunch of stuff. If you haven't checked out Fantasy Draft, make sure you give them a shout. Uh, check them out. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. Well, let's get started. We start with Dallas at Brooklyn. 224 total here. Brooklyn favored by five in this game. J.J. Barea is out. And on the other side of this game, Graham is doubtful. Let's start with Dallas. You know, Luka's been doing his thing. He certainly has been a guy that, outside of the game against Memphis, where they got kind of blown out, um, you know, last game, Luka's been very trustworthy. What are we looking at here as far as Dallas goes? Well, man, I got two things I want to talk about with Dallas. Uh, one of them being Luca. The first thing being uh, they finally decided to give Dwight Powell the center minutes. What a relief. Uh, I've been waiting for this day forever, and now I don't have to wonder who's going to get the minutes. Dwight Powell last five games or last four games, rather, 30, 37, 37, then 32 minutes. And now we get an illustrious matchup with the Brooklyn Nets. Sign me up. Give me all of the white power for 5,200. Uh, one of my favorite plays on the slate. Uh, of course, I think also in this game, I don't want to load up on this game, but Luca, I mean, this, this is just a prime spot for him to just 
drop another sixty. Uh, he hasn't done it, you know, in two games. But I, I think this is a, this is a great spot for him. They are on the road, and Brooklyn's kind of slipping a little bit. Not sure what's going on. Maybe they've just gotten got too many players that they're trying to reintegrate and keep the the vibe going. Um, but whatever it is, they're slipping right now, and Dallas is coming to town with with their star and uh, and some newfound center minutes for Dwight Powell. Super excited about that. So I'm I'm going to roll him out there. I do think Jalen Brunson is a value play at 3,800. He's been playing pretty good minutes here recently, uh, as well. So he's a guy you can look at if you just absolutely need salary relief. Uh, but I'm not, you know. I just wanted to mention him because he was getting the minutes. Outside of that, uh, it's all uh, Powell and all Luca for me. Yeah, you know, you talked about this matchup, uh, obviously, with Brooklyn here. Uh, you know, for centers, you know, they rank 24th in defensive efficiency uh, against centers this season. Plus, you know, they are a team that gives uh, or allows the third most fantasy points per game to centers. So Dwight Powell certainly somebody – that I had written on my my sheet for today's slate, um, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I really like this spot for him. You know, you look at this slate as a whole, and, and yeah, we have some spots to pay up for, but I could certainly make the case for playing Luca on this slate. So I think he's interesting. Uh, let's talk Brooklyn here. What are we looking at as far as the Brooklyn Nets go? Um, you know, a team that... It's pretty healthy, you know, when we think about it. And then, you know, but Dallas, a bad defensive team. They're 27th overall in, in total defensive efficiency this season. Yeah, Karis LeVert, I still think is a little bit cheap uh, at 5,300, especially if he can squeeze out 30 minutes. Uh, we know he's got, you know, 40, 50-point upside in, in the right matchup. Uh, I'm not going to play D'Angelo on this slate. 8K, everybody's back now. I think we've talked about this before. Dinwiddie being back is really going to eat into his minutes because we know if Dinwiddie happens to be rolling that game, uh, you know, Russell's just not going to get the same the same minutes. It's, it's just not happening. So uh, I'm off of Russell for probably from here on out until his price comes back down to that low 7K, high 6K range. Uh, I, I don't hate Joe Harris. He's a guy – that's had pretty stable minutes, um, and, and I'm not going to read too much into it. He's been around 30 minutes most of the season, but these guys have been getting blown out the past few games. So I, I'm not going to read too much into, into his minutes until I see them in a more uh, competitive matchup. Uh, but but that's about it. I mean, Damari De, Carroll at 37, but he, he, I don't think he's going to get the same amount of minutes now. His minutes are going to be unstable. The only guy I really trust right now – is uh is Karis LeVert, and that's just because of the price at 50, 5300 That's yeah, and, and Dinwiddie's minutes are, are quietly slowly going up. Um, so honestly, I probably won't play anything here on the Brooklyn side, and that that could be a mistake on the seven game slate. But when you look at it, like Russell's eight K, Levert would be the guy that I'd play. I couldn't agree more with you. Like he's the guy that probably still has a little upside at his price, but the whole situation is just becoming very crowded. You know, you look at it, Russell's there, Levert's there, Dinwiddie's there. They got Joe Harris. Um, they have a lot of guards. So for me, I think it's a spot that I'll pretty much stay away from. Um, I, I really, you know, and, and like, 
you even think about it, like Napier's minutes are gone. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about Napier really, you know, doing anything to adjust the minutes. But you know, they want to give Crab minutes. They want to give Kirk's minutes. Like uh, for me, it's just a situation on a seven-game slate that I, I feel like I'm perfectly okay with looking elsewhere. And we have some really good games on this slate. So yeah, the matchup defensively is really good, but outside of Levert. Nothing is really standing out to me. Like, if you could guarantee me any type of minutes for Jared Allen, I'd be interested in. But like, his minutes are just way over, way all over the place. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and, and they're not even going to like Ed Davis. They're just playing these smaller lineups. And this is certainly a game that you could potentially see going smaller um, because they could put a guy like Carroll on Pal, um, and, and you know, th- let those guys play it out. But for me, Brooklyn's probably a team I'm going to stay away from here on the slate. So Atlanta at Miami, no total in this one. Waiting on some John Collins news. Missed Sunday's game. This is a back to back for Atlanta. Uh, Prince is questionable. Um, waiting on the first, first or waiting on the birth of his child. Uh, so I'm going to put. Prince is probably doubtful for this game. If he missed Sunday's game, there's probably a good chance he's going to miss this game as well. And then we saw the the Spellman injury, which um, did not look pretty. On the Miami side of things, Goran Dragic is questionable, and Hassan Whiteside is questionable. So a, a game will that overall could present a ton of value, um, but a lot of question marks too. So let's start with Atlanta. A lot of question marks, but after seeing Trey Young get ejected on Sunday, I think he might be a little motivated in this game. Well, listen, so first of all, let, let's talk about that uh, very briefly. Trey Young was on his way to a monster day. He, he was already up to 18 real points in 18 minutes, had a few assists, had a few re- – I mean, he, he was on his way to a monster day, and, and, and we got stripped of another – outstanding performance uh, because he got kicked out of the game. For those of you that don't know, Trey Young dropped 28.5 fantasy points in 18 minutes against the Chicago Bulls. I I mean, listen, man, I, you know, it took me a while to get on Trey. Uh, I, I've hopped on here recently, and he hasn't disappointed. Um, if, if all these guys are out, for instance, if, if Prince is out, we know Spellman's going to be out. Uh, if Collins is out, Trey Young is going to do it all. I will say this. If Collins is out, then, you know, we need to be on the Alex Lynn train immediately. Uh, I was on Alex Lynn today. Wasn't rocket science. It was just, you know, he was going to get the start. 27 minutes, 48.75 fantasy points against the Chicago Bulls. I know this is Miami. I know this is a different team. But Alex Lynn has proven when he gets run, he produces uh, as long as he stays out of foul trouble. So he's another guy that I will uh, absolutely look at. And then I don't think – I actually don't think I want to play base more or Hurter in this matchup. I think I'm going to pass on them. There's some other guys that I think I like a little bit more on the other side and in other games. I think if I was going to play a cheap guard, it would probably be Bembry off the bench. But uh, even him, I don't think I I, I need him. But, uh, but, but that's about it. I'd probably play Trey and probably uh, Alex Lynn. And roll it from there. I think you could certainly look at like Deadman too. Um, if Collins yeah. misses the game, I think you could play Lynn and Deadman. Um, 
I, I yeah, don't I know, like Devin at sixty four hundred. I hate that price. It's awful. Yeah, I still think there's a little upside though. Like he's a guy that could go for forty, you know, in a matchup. Now, okay, I don't like Deadman. I don't like Deadman if Whiteside ends up playing. I'm assuming that Whiteside's not going to play, and we know that for the most part, this Miami defense with Whiteside out gets a little weaker. Bam and Kelly O not as good on defense as a guy like um as a guy like Whiteside. So not saying Whiteside by any means is a great defender, but you know, you look at Miami, their top top ten in defensive efficiency against centers, and a lot of that has to do with Hassan Whiteside, not um our boy Bam. So I don't mind the price if if Whiteside's out because if it and Collins. Like I need both of those things to happen. That's the only way I'm playing Deadman, but Lynn definitely a better play. But Lynn's also gonna carry a little bit more ownership too. So you know you gotta you gotta kind of factor that in. But I you know this is a matchup that I don't know if I end up on Trey Young again, but I, I think he's certainly in play. If Prince is out, um if Prince sits, like, it, assuming that he sits, like, we assume that he's going to sit here, I don't think uh, – I'm with you. I don't think I play, you know, Herder. I might roll the dice and, and take a shot on, like, a Bembry at 3,500, just knowing that he's 3,500, and he doesn't need a lot to get there. Like, you know, 3,500, we're looking at – you know, 21 points for 6X. And, and he's done that now in, in three straight games. You add Prince being out, maybe he plays a few extra minutes. Uh, I know Herder missed some time in there as well, but I, I think Bembry is interesting if, if Prince ends up sitting again, you know, especially with Spellman out too. There's a few extra minutes that are going to be able to go around as well. So that's kind of my thoughts. Uh, let's talk Miami. Obviously, we're waiting on news. That's the big thing here. Um, you know, we got to get that news but assuming, you know, Whiteside and Gordon Drogic both missed a game or not assuming, um, what are we looking at here for Miami? Man, I, I'm actually kind of hoping that Drogic is out. I, 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 don't, I, I don't ever wish for anybody to be hurt or anything like that, but it would just be outstanding if Gordon Drogic were to sit in this game. Uh, I would have all the pieces I need to just make what I would consider to be a tournament winning lineup. I mean, you got Winslow here at 5,700. He would be a phenomenal play. D Wade at 5K. Uh, Waiters at 51. We had a Rodney Magruder sighting here over the weekend. He played 27 minutes against Brooklyn. I don't think I'd go back to that well because he could easily only play 10 minutes. Uh, you, you have Jay Rich at 61, and then you have Bam and Kelly O at 53. Uh, along with Derrick Jones Jr. at 3,600. I, I, ju I just think this Miami team against Atlanta, I've been targeting this team all year. I don't have to bang the drum. You guys know how I feel about just targeting the Atlanta Hawks. Um, and and that, that's basically what I'm going to plan to do here. I, I really want Drogic to sit, though, because Drogic's minutes are slowly but surely uh, coming up. He played 25 minutes against Houston, put up 38 fantasy points. Played 20 against Golden State, put up 33. Um, if he plays, he's definitely going to eat into some of these guys. But if he sits, then we're going to get Winslow and all these other guys that are available with, with a much stable minutes floor. So um, 
you know, all of these guys from Miami really, for me, are in play. Bam, Kelly, uh, probably about the only one I might not play would be James Johnson, just because I don't – it seems like he's kind of phased out. I could be wrong, but he's been hurt, so maybe they want to bring him along slow. But everybody else would, would be in play for me in some combination. Yeah, you know, James Johnson obviously is more of an injury thing than anything else. You know, you got to be careful with guys coming back and not playing a lot of minutes. So um, couldn't agree more. You know, uh, Miami is just a team that today you're going to have to adjust to Miami as the news comes out. Um, you know, you want exposure to Miami. Will and I Will and I have been telling you all year you want to attack this Atlanta team. They're, they're 30th in defensive efficiency against centers. They're 28th against shooting guards. They're – not a very good defensive team. So you want to attack this team as much as you possibly can. And Miami is going to present good value here today, um, assuming some of these guys sit. So um, I couldn't agree more with everything you had to say. I really don't have any other takes. Um, if Whiteside and Goran Dragic play, you know, that's going to make it obviously a little tougher to do the situation. But I probably still look at – you know, two Miami guys, if those two guys play. Um, so, you know, you're just going to have to adjust to the news today when it comes to this team. Um, it's a great matchup against Atlanta. Yes. Um, and I'm pretty sure they, they get the biggest pace bump on the slate. No, the Knicks do. That's right. Um, all right. Denver at San Antonio, 228 total here. It's a pick em. Uh Lyles is still out for Denver. Forbes uh, everything I'm reading is probable, so I'm, I'm guessing he's going to play. Um, let's start with Denver. What are we looking at here on the Nuggets? Man, look, uh, this team is pretty much back healthy as well. Uh, they're not playing everyone, you know, big minutes yet. Like uh, Gary Harris is still not playing, you know, 30 minutes. I do think a lot of that just has to do with, you know, Beasley and Morris. They've been playing so well. That I just think they they, they want to keep those guys in the rotation. As a result of that, you know, Beasley, Harris, uh, Monty Morris, these guys are, are kind of eating into each other. Uh, you know, even Monty's only playing about 15 minutes a game, 16, 15, 16 minutes a game. And then you've got Beasley and and uh and um Gary Harris eating into each other. The real the really the only guys that I think are safe from a minutes perspective are Will Barton and uh, and uh, Jamal Murray. I mean, these guys are just safe. I, I, I really like Jamal Murray in this matchup at 6,100. I just think that's a very fair price. And then Will Barton, you know, he's kind of turned a corner here and started – he started to play a lot better. He's actually taking – taking he, his shot attempts have kind of gone up as well. So he went through this little period where, he, you know, he – Took single-digit shot attempts in the last three games. He's been back in double digits, and I think that's a direct correlation with his fantasy production. Don't want to play Jokic today. I, I usually like to take centers against the Spurs, but I don't want to play Jokic. And I also don't want to play Paul Millsap. And Paul Millsap's a guy that's been absolutely going bonkers here, you know, over over 40 fantasy points, and I think three or out of the last six games or something. But uh, I just think – I think I'm going to take a pass on him today, him having to deal with, with LMA. You know, Harris's price is really interesting, obviously, at 4K um, in this matchup. As bad as San Antonio's been, I still think he's risky, right? Like, he's not safe by any yeah. means. Um, I think Jamal Murray has a really high floor here. 
you know, I, I think his floor probably around like 24 to 26 points as a floor here. But I think like this is a spot that Jamal Murray could have a big game here. And like, it, you know, I think that most nights Jamal Murray is probably going to put up 30. But I, I do think he has like 45 plus point upside in this matchup. And, you know, we're playing tournaments like, I'm chasing upside. I'm not chasing floor. Um, and I think at his price, he certainly has some upside here. Yeah, I mean, listen, man. You know, I don't, I, I don't always plug the stats in, but, but the reason I'm, I'm really on Jamal Murray in this spot, man. The Spurs are 30th in defensive efficiency at the point guard position this year. I mean, that's all year that's, though. That's all God year. Awful. I know, but I mean, that's just, gee, it's just awful. And so, you know, I. I don't think Murray's going to get any ownership. And, you know, th- he's one of those tournament guys where he could just – he goes off for 45 or 50 in spots like this and nobody plays him and they wonder why. But, I mean, it's a matchup with the Spurs and they've been bad defensively. So, I- I'm with you, man. I, I-, I really – Murray's one of my favorite plays here. And he's so he's so he's right in that mid-range where you can afford him. He's not overpriced at all. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was um, Mr. Tuttle in expert survey last week said that over the last month, uh, the Spurs have the worst, uh, they've been playing the worst defense in the league. So uh, just to kind of echo what we've been saying here, um, it's just not a great spot. You know, it is a good spot to attack these guys. And, you know, Will Barton, you mentioned him, his minutes are up. We know Will Barton will shoot. uh, So, Barton is a good tournament play as well here. Uh, just knowing how how much this guy will, you know, take shots, and that's you know at the end of the day, that's what it's all about is getting those shots up, um, you know, to hit that ceiling. So, um, Spurs side of things, you know, you look at this game and you look at this matchup, and obviously it's a tough matchup. You know, the one guy I think that has some upside if he plays a good game is DeRozan. Um, I think it's a really tough matchup for the Marcus Aldridge, and we could see DeRozan have a good game if they feed him. That's always the biggest thing with them. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, You know, I I almost feel like, see, DeRozan at 7,700, he's getting close to, like, price and force status for me. I think I'd need him almost at like 7,200 to play him. I don't think I can play him in this spot. Not when I've got, you know, Jay Rich in this matchup with the Hawks. I've got, you know, uh, Barton on the other side. It's just, I feel like at this price, I can just do better. Like, I totally get it, though. Like, this guy, I mean, he's proven he has 60-point upside this year. But, you know, Stevie, I'm not saying he's turning back into the old DeRozan. But we're just not getting the upside games consistently. So, I mean, I, I guess if we were, he'd be priced a lot higher. So, uh, but I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to play DeRozan today. I think I'm going to pass on him and just hope he doesn't burn me. Well, another thing you got to kind of remember is that this is—it's go time for the Spurs. Like, you know, you got to—you got to think that, like, down this stretch, like you have to kind of think that like the last thing the Spurs want to do right now is not win games and make the playoffs. Um, So, you know, you know exactly what you're going to kind of get as far as minutes for DeRozan. 
Lamarcus Aldridge, um, maybe some of these other guys, Rudy Gay. Um, but I think DeRozan really the only guy that I trust in this matchup. You know, Jakob Podol has been playing really well. I just don't know if I necessarily can trust him here. I think he's an interesting tournament play. I think that you can make a strong argument for taking a shot on him in tournaments today, but I don't think I will end up doing it in this spot. Um, anything else to the Spurs you got? Yeah, I mean, I like the portal call. I mean, I, I think what makes it interesting is he's not priced up to 5K yet. He's still 4,100. He's 5,300 on FanDuel. So I, I – I can get behind the portal call for sure at 4,100. Like, I, I, I'm totally on board with that. Yeah, and you got to think, like, Denver's going to use their bigs. They're going to use Jokic. They're going to use um, Millsap. They're going to use um, Plumlee. They're going to use their bigs. So I don't ever mind taking shots on guys like Podol when, when you know that they're probably going to get some run here. So um, that's kind of why I was thinking him. Um, New Orleans at Utah, two thirty and a half total here. Utah favored by nine. Um, uh, the the old fashioned good old Anthony Davis questionable the night before with an illness. Um, Exum and Nato are out. Um, Neto. Let's start with New Orleans. Obviously, Anthony Davis is going to be the, the news that we're paying attention to here. Um, you know, even though he's playing like twenty minutes a night, like. We need to know if he's going to play or not. You know, that makes a huge difference or not on the slate. Yeah, it does. Uh, shout out to the RG crew for our 40-point call on Anthony Davis the other day. In 20 minutes against Phoenix, uh, I knew it was coming. Oh, man, what a, what a night. Uh, anyway, however, Julius Randle, if, if, uh, if, if uh, AD sits – which I'm, I'm hoping AD sits as well. Uh, we'll, we'll get Julius Randle here at 8,200. Uh, he'll be another phenomenal play. And, you know, these are just the types of guys that will afford me the opportunity to not have to spend up on a Greek or a LeBron. And, I mean, obviously, Randle doesn't have the same upside, but, you know, it, it's comparable. If you can get, you know, three or four guys to drop 50, you know, that can really boost – boost that lineup to not have to need a LeBron or a Greek. So uh, Randall's a guy I have my eye on. Uh, Sheik Diallo as well. I mean, we've just seen it, man. Sheik Diallo's getting 20 minutes. He's putting up 30, uh, playing really well. So if, if if AD sits, I think Diallo needs to be uh, a guy that you look at for sure. Um, and then last but not least, Drew Holiday at 7,600. This is terrible pricing. Terrible, terrible. I don't know what what happened here, but, you know, the report came out. We thought that Drew Holiday was going to have some form of a minutes reduction, and really he's still playing about 35 minutes a game. Uh, Stevie, he's dropped 40-plus in one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Five games, and he's been over 40 and six out of the last seven he should not be 7,600. He's a guy we'll price and force today on DK and, and fantasy draft. Uh, give me all of the Drew Holiday. That pricing is just egregious. He, sh he should not be that cheap. He's 14K on fantasy draft. If that answers any of your questions, 
Like he just he's the first player in for me, I think, today at, at that price outside of my my Atlanta guy. Same thing uh for Alfred Payton, fifty seven hundred. He's gonna get the Ricky Rubio defense as long as Ricky plays. And Alfred's been getting, you know, thirty to thirty four minutes. I, I really like this New Orleans team if A D sits. It's just we just have to hope that A D sits. The only the only thing that like that Drew Holiday's new Drew Holiday's news um did was lowers lower his uh, ownership and price every night. So I, I do like I've said this I, I you know if you listen to the podcast every day you, you've heard me say this recently. I do think that they will manage him down the stretch. I think he'll get days off. I do think he'll continue to play 33 to 35 minutes a night, but I think you know, the days that they're going to give him off. I hope that we get the news pretty early. Um, I, I do think he's going to get days off down the stretch. Um, yeah. But, yeah. you know, he's not he's not 8,500 or 8,600. He got up over 9,000 at one point in the season. So, you know, you're not paying that price for him anymore. And obviously that makes it really fun um, to be able to play like a guy like Drew who has, you know, massive upside each and every night. So, uh, certainly like Drew. Uh, I like Randall if Davis sits. Um, it's a tougher matchup against Utah, but it's still a matchup that he could he could perform well in, and I don't think a lot of people will be on him. So, And then you mentioned Elf Payton. Elf is starting to get to the price point where you have to really think about playing him instead of just plugging him in like we were for a week or so. Um you know he, he's finally at that price tag now that we we got we got to kind of look at it a little bit more now. Um, so I don't mind Elf here. What are we looking at on the Utah side of things, knowing that you know they get a matchup with uh, New Orleans? They got the third highest implied total on the slate. Um, what do you like here for the Utah Jazz? Well, let's start with Rudy Gobert, seventy nine hundred. Uh, only played 20 minutes against Milwaukee. I'm throwing that out. Don't care. This is this is a good price. This is a very fair price. I'm not going to say it's too cheap. I'm just going to say that it's fair for this matchup with New Orleans. Uh, he should be able to eat here. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to play Derek Favors. I don't care that he dropped 50 against Milwaukee. Uh, he he's been playing really well. Like I mean, last few games, three games, he's been over 30. Like he he's been crushing, uh, just just crushing, but the price has come up, so I, I I just I think I'm going to avoid him. Donovan Mitchell at 8300, I think that's fair for him as well, but I'm more interested to play him if Rubio is out. I think, I mean he's been playing really well, uh, too. I mean 47, 29, 42, 36, 53, 46, 43, 41, 65. He's been been playing outstanding here recently. But I still think I will pass on Mitchell, uh, you know, and I think we're, we're, I'm expecting Rubio to play. So I, I think I'm just going to pass on Mitchell. I don't hate it. It's a matchup with New Orleans. I mean, these guys should have an outstanding day. The the, the, the game total is there. The pace will be there. Um, but I still think Mitchell's on the outside looking in for me. I would definitely side with Drew uh, over Mitchell for the price point. So the real question is, well, what do we do with favors? Like, I mean, so, I mean, so, so here's the thing too, Steve, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because t today is a day where the DraftKings pricing 
and the FanDuel pricing are really totally different. So, like, Favors is fifty eight hundred on DK. On FanDuel, I think he's around seven k, if, if if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's seven k on the dot. So it's just if you want to play these guys, I think you got to get them on DK. I don't think you can play him on FanDuel and get away with it. Yeah, fair enough. I still like you know New Orleans is gonna play pretty big. I just I don't think I've gotten Derek Favors right in years, so I'm always hesitant. I'm always hesitant to play him in general. Um Man, but- listen, I've got the easiest way to get Derek Favors right. Don't Do play every night. Yes. Pull out the nice Allen flow chart. Is Derek Favors on the slate? Yes. Good. Don't play him. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We got the Bucks and the Suns. No total in this one. Um, Brown and Hill are still out from Milwaukee, and then TJ Warren's still out uh, on the Phoenix side of things. Uh, What are we looking at here on the Bucks side of things? Well, um, man, it's, it's Eric Bledsoe's been playing really well here. He's 6,500 going into Phoenix. He's a guy that I, I will look at playing, and he's a guy I, I have really despised playing all year. But for some reason, I was talking to one of my good buddies in the industry uh, here recently, and I was like, man, Eric Bledsoe has been crushing it here the last two games with and without Greek, which is really what kind of t- you know had me taken aback, if you will. And he was like, man – he said, "You don't. You didn't realize Eric Bledsoe's got that new contract. It's the new contract. Got paid, man. I was like, right. you know what? Why didn't I think of that? I was like, see, that's why you make the big bucks. But new contract narrative, man. Eric Bledsoe's playing big time basketball, and now he gets to go back uh, to Phoenix and where I mean, just an organization that he just despised at the end of that tenure. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting him to have a big game. So, 6,500. I think that's a very fair price. I, I really like it and." I, th- I think we can fire him up. Uh, Pat Connaughton is the guy that's been getting minutes because these guys have been out. Uh, he's been over 20 minutes since he's been over 20 fantasy points every game since getting the minutes. Um, and today he gets a matchup with Phoenix. Stevie, you know I don't like to predict blowouts, but if I had to predict one blowout on this slate, it would for sure be Milwaukee running through the Phoenix Suns here. So uh, I-, I like Connaughton at 3,400. I think he's another – value play that you, that you can get plugged in. Uh, I was really hoping Miritich was going to have some form of a six-man role and kind of, you know, play really well, but uh, he just hasn't been getting it done consistently. But at 4,900 against Phoenix, I'm willing to roll the dice if, I, if I'm if I was doing some multi-entry. Uh, and then our good friend, Mr. Brooke Lopez, he just keeps destroying lives out here. Uh, dropped 43 on Utah the other night. Just, just outstanding and outstanding performance. And and uh, Phoenix is another team that we've been targeting uh, in terms of center play. They've been awful. DeAndre Ayton can't stop anyone. Uh, so I, I, I really like Brooke Lopez here. Uh, the, uh, the Phoenix Suns are 22nd in defensive efficiency against centers. Uh, and and then as far as the DVA stats, I don't have them. But th- this is just a good spot for Brooke. So I like him as well. The only thing that concerns me a little bit with Brooke Lopez here, little concern for Brooke Lopez, um, is the fact that Aiton has been destroyed by post big men. 
that's been what has been destroying him. Guys that can go up in the post. And one game sample size alerts. One game. I don't like to judge anything off of one game. But, you know, he put up 21. Lopez put up 21 fantasy points. Now I'm hoping, Will, I'm really hoping people see this and Lopez goes on overlooked here. He took 12 threes in that game. He made zero of them. He took 17 <laughs> shots and made three of them. He put up 21 fantasy points, shooting less than 20% from the field, and he shot 17 times. That means, you know, we know Lopez doesn't typically shoot with people in front of him or guarded. Um, you know, he's a pretty disciplined shooter. He took 12 threes in that game. Um, Lopez is a guy that I had circled, and I was really excited about um, wanting to get some exposure to here. Because, again, like I said, I think all the stats are going to point you to not play Lopez here. You know, Aiden's been destroyed by guys that post up a lot. Lopez didn't have a good first game. Um, you know, you, see, you like how I like, tried to like reverse psychology there a little bit? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't mind Bledsoe here at 6,500. I still don't think I'm going to pay up for Giannis. Um, I think that... Right now, when they can limit him minutes-wise, they're going to. Um, and I think that if this game kind of gets a little ugly, they'll limit him minutes-wise. I like the Connington call. Um, you know, we talked about him on Friday, crushed value in that game. I think he's another guy you can look at. You know, we're looking for some value here. Like, we, we want to pay up for some spots, um, and Connington is definitely somebody we're looking at. Um, the Phoenix side of things. You know, when you look at this matchup for Phoenix – you know, you can make you know the reverse argument here that Aiton is interesting because it, there's probably a good chance that Lopez wouldn't be able to guard him inside. And I think Booker's a little interesting here as well. Um, how crazy do we go here with Phoenix? Do we trust them? Is there anything that's standing out that I'm missing? Man, here's the one thing that's standing out to me on Phoenix. This is another flowchart special. But, man, the guy's just been playing good basketball since he got out of Washington. Like, I feel like we need to almost throw this flowchart away. Kelly Oubre has been playing good basketball, man. And now that Josh Jackson is back in the doghouse and they've kind of gave Kelly, Co Kelly Oubre the small forward keys, uh, he's a guy that plays whether they get blown out or not. And so, you know, I, I, I think Oubre is actually the best player uh, for the Phoenix Suns today as far as price and upside. Uh, I, I really like him. I, I just think he's the best player. Outside of that, I just I really don't want to play any, any any Suns. Devin Booker. Devin Booker at 78 is a good price, but I just I, I just don't want to risk it. I, I'd rather just play Drew at 76, knowing that Drew has the higher floor. Man, that price is juicy though, right? Like you look at that price on Booker and you're like Man, there, there, there's some meat on the bones there. Um, you know, that price is, is is pretty juicy. So yes, it is. It is. All right, moving on. New York at Sacramento. We have a two thirty two total here. Sacramento favored in this game by eleven and a half. Um, Kadeem Allen, like we know, is out. Mario Hazonia still out. Nit Lakina is out, and DeAndre Jordan is questionable. Um, and then on the other side, we know Marvin Bagley's still out. Um, let's start with New York. New York, 
One of the most frustrating teams in the NBA is the New York Knicks and that coaching staff. Um, the real question here, Will, is can we trust the Knicks in a positive matchup and in positive environment here against the Kings, knowing that they're trying to lose games but likely not going to win this game? Do they give their guys minutes like they did against the Clippers the other night? So here's the question. And, uh, yep. Who's going to get the minutes? Yep. <laughs> that that's 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 the big question. I cannot answer that, people. Uh, I, I I legitimately cannot answer that. I can tell you that everyone will get minutes, but I can't tell you who's going to get the most minutes. Now, if DeAndre Jordan sits, I know that Mitchell Robinson will get 20 minutes at least. That's about all I can guarantee. I can probably guarantee Noah Vonley getting 15 minutes. I know he's played 22 and 28, but I can't guarantee you that Vonley is going to get 20 minutes. At one point, I could guarantee you that Kevin Knox was going to get 35 minutes. He's not even getting those minutes. It's just a smorgasbord of bad coaching decisions. I, I I can't trust the Knicks right now. Um, I'm going to have to fade all of them on this slate. I just can't do it. Yeah. The only – all right, so here's the thing. If Jordan <laughs> sits, if Jordan sits, I'll probably play Robinson. Um, there's upside. The Kings, they don't rebound the basketball very well. There's upside for Robinson at his price if DeAndre Jordan sits. He's a guy that has gone – for at least 40 fantasy points in three of the last four games. We know he has upside. That we know. Um, and he still has upside at this price tag. Dennis Smith Jr., I want to play, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> they've been very careful with his minutes ever since Moutier came back. Moutier, 4900 We know there's upside at that price tag. I think Moutier is actually in play here. I don't love it. But if he gets that 29 to 35 minute game, then he puts up 30 plus at 4,900 against the Kings. And I think that's very doable. Do I trust it? Nope. Um, it's really all I got. I don't really want to get into any of these other guys. You know, Henry Ellison, like we thought he was going to get minutes and all of a sudden he stopped getting minutes. And yeah, the New York Knicks. Exactly. Exactly. The, the New York Knicks. <laughs> um, we know Zion Williamson is going to get big minutes if he, if he goes there next year. That's all I can guarantee right now. <laughs> I can't even guarantee you that. I can't. Like, Will can guarantee you that. I can't even guarantee you that. Um, I don't trust anything with the Knicks when it comes to New York Knicks and uh, Fisdale. Um, Kings. You know, obviously Bagley being out has has created uh, some upside and some extra opportunity for some of these guys. What are we looking at here on Sacramento? Well, our good friend Harry Giles did come through for us in about – I think we talked about that over on uh, leading into Friday, Friday's part, that we felt like Harry Giles would probably get around 18 minutes, and he put up 25 fantasy points. I, I will say this. I think today is the day to play Harry Giles. Because if if Sacramento happens to be up late in the game, Harry Giles will end up with 20 to 25 minutes, and he'll just absolutely crush. 
we see that the uh, DraftKings was uh, very expedient in increasing Willie Colley-Stein's price. Uh, he went from 4500 to 5800 right over the weekend. And uh, he's just – this is another good spot for him. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't think I have to play him at that price. At 4500 though, I felt like he was a phenomenal play. Uh, De'Aaron Fox at 75, I don't mind that. I do still like Bogdanovich, of course, at 5600. Played 35 minutes against the Clippers. Didn't put up an upside game. I don't care. If he's going to get that many minutes against the New York Knicks, uh, sign me up. Harrison Barnes, 5100 against the Knicks. Played 38 minutes. Took 10 shots. Didn't, you know, score 15 points. We know he's got some upside at that price tag, though. Uh, but th- those are the guys I would be looking at. I uh, don't, don't want to play too many other guys, but I do like Harry Giles today because I, I absolutely think this is a spot where he could he could tee off uh, if, if, the, uh, if the conditions are right. Again, I'll keep saying it. I'm not going to stop saying it now. If you play a lot of tournament teams, get exposure to Buddy Heald each and every night. The guy, when he hits, when he gets hot, he doesn't, you know, of all people, Buddy Heald, when he gets hot, he doesn't, you know, typically put up bad fantasy games. So, yeah. All right. I got really nothing else to add. You pretty much nailed everything there. Let's talk about the LA game Clippers, Lakers, 238 total. Lakers favored by four. This game always seems to have big totals and is back and forth. You know, the Clippers are on a back-to-back, right? They didn't play. They played on Sunday. Yeah, they think. But but listen, it, it might as well have not been a back-to-back, man. They were up on the Knicks by about thirty points in the first quarter. It was awful. So this, <laughs> no, this really, it's really not a back-to-back. It's really more like a half game going into a full game. Well, you know, they got a lot of travel here, um, you know, going into L.A. Um, (laughs) Oh, people know I was kidding. Um, You know, obviously we don't know about Chandler. We know ball ball is out. Um, Stevenson is questionable. Um, Let's start with the Clippers uh, side of things. You know, you look at this and the Clippers are seventh in the West. The Lakers need a lot to happen at this point to they got to they got to go like they have to have like this flawless run. Like, let's just be realistic for a second. As much as we love LeBron and as much as I think a lot of us will say LeBron's, you know, the best player in the NBA all around. We all, we also have to just realize that they need a lot to happen and they have to be flawless um, to, to make the playoffs at this point. So let's start with the Clippers Man, Harold was such a disappointment on Friday. He was like favorite play. And man, did he he just he just disappointed. He didn't have energy. I watched some of that game and it wasn't like the Harold that we're used to. And, and you know, I hate when stuff like that happens. It's not like he had a bad shooting night. He just wasn't he wasn't active on the boards. He wasn't really just it was just a stinker against the Knicks and I was I was really hoping for more from Harrell on Friday. Uh, that's my Harrell rant from Friday that I had. Uh, what do you like here on the Clippers? Um, man, this this is another weird spot for me. I'm just going to start with Patrick Beverly. Um, if he gets 30 minutes in this game, which he's going to get 30 minutes, I think in this one, uh, just sign me up, man. The guy's been crushing. Uh, Landry Shamit is another guy that's. Finally starting seemingly to pick it back up again. When he first got there, he had a couple good games. I think this is another spot we could crush. He's 4K. 
you know, Lou, Lou Williams, like th this is the spot. I have not been an advocate for Lou Williams most of the year just because I always feel like he's kind of an overpriced six man, which he is most of the year. Um, but I think he gets 30 to 35 minutes in this game. I, I, I think you play him here. Uh, you know, he, he's going to shine in this building. Purple and gold paint's going to be on the floor. It's not going to matter. He's going to crush. So uh, I, I really like Lou Williams. And that's about it. I mean, we, we've got some Zubak returning home again, so to speak, even though he still plays in Staples at home. I, you know, can I trust Zubak? I, I think I can. I mean, the guy's been putting up pretty good fantasy points uh, in limited action. Man, I'm hoping Doc be, is, is a good players coach here and decides to give Zubak about 28 minutes. Probably He probably won't do that, but, man, I wish he would because if he does, Zubak's absolutely going to crush in this spot. So uh, those those are my guys from uh, for, from the Clippers. Obviously, you already know I, I always play Gallinari, but I, I'm not going to get into it with him. He's just a good, solid play. Yeah, Zubak's interesting because, you know, even in limited minutes, like he probably doesn't kill you here if he, if you get that – extended run like his ceiling is just so high so um i i do like zubak as a tournament play here probably a guy that i would look more on you know fantasy draft maybe even on FanDuel with a drop score um but fantasy draft because i could play so many different centers and there's so many different centers i like here so um you know I, I don't disagree with you as far as, um, you know, Gallinari goes. He's very solid right now. I still think his up upside is limited. I don't think it's, like, extremely limited, but I, I do think it's a little limited. I think Lou Williams has a big game. I think you nailed the Lou Williams take. I think he's the, he's the ceiling tournament play here. Um, I want exposure to Lou. You know, looking at this game on the other side – what do we like here as far as um, the Lakers go? Like I said, they got to play flawless basketball. Will it happen? Who knows? You know, could they go on a run and play flawless basketball? Yeah, it's, it's basketball, man. That happens all the time. But they need a lot to happen, Will. Yes, they do. Um, and I don't think they're going to get it. I, I don't. I think the Lakers might be out of the playoffs. I, I legitimately think this could be LeBron's first year out of the playoffs in what? 10, 50 years now. I mean, Jesus, it's been so long. I, I can't even remember the last time LeBron James wasn't in the playoffs. But I think it's going to be good for him. Uh, I, I know we're going to be closing this thing out soon, but I was watching the jump. Uh, as a matter of fact, was it the jump? Yeah, I guess I was watching the jump. I watched a little bit of Jalen and Jacoby. Watched a little bit of first take with Jalen on there. And Jalen Rose made a really good point. And it's not anything that, that I, I hadn't thought about before, but just to kind of put it in the air, you know, this is LeBron's 17th season. Like, the guy's getting old. And I'm bringing this up because I want to put this out there. LeBron James is LeBron James. I don't think this is his team anymore, even though he just got there. I think this is Brandon Ingram's team. Now, I could be wrong. I, I could absolutely be wrong. LeBron's going to be LeBron. He's going to have these times where he tries to go in takeover mode. But everything I'm seeing right now between the numbers and the stats and the eyeball test tells me that this is Brandon Ingram's team. And I kind of I kind of alluded to this on Friday, and I said if the Lakers are going to start winning games and going deep down the stretch, 
not, and not even this year, just for their future, Brandon Ingram is going to have to do things to help them get there. And if you look at what he's been doing recently, it's been sensational. I mean, even on uh, even on uh, against Phoenix, I mean, 25 points. Milwaukee, 31 points. New Orleans, 23 points. Memphis, 32. Uh, New Orleans, again, 29. Houston, 27. The guy's been just putting a ball in the hoop. And that's what they're going to need if, if they're going to try to help themselves get to the finish line. I think Brandon Ingram has another big game. I don't care about LeBron in this spot. Yes, he's got the upside. Give me all of the Brandon Ingram, though. I, I, I'm really enjoying what he's doing. 6,600, I think that's too cheap. I think for what he's been doing, he should be around 72 to 7,500 right now. And he's nowhere near that. So uh, give me Brandon Ingram. I don't, I don't hate Rondo as well. He's back in the starting lineup, 5,500. We know he's got 40-point upside. Uh, th- there aren't going to be very many times where I like to fade LeBron against the Clippers. Today is one of those times, though. I- I'm-, I'm siding with Ingram and Rondo over LeBron in this spot. Yeah, it's kind of where I was leaning, too. Um, we look at studs on this slate, and, and obviously, like, you know, I, I think that LeBron is probably a better play than Giannis given the matchup and given like what we talked about with Giannis. I think when they, when they have the opportunity to be careful with him, they're going to be careful with him. So for that reason, I do think that LeBron is interesting. It's really well, and I hate to say this, I'm not that type of person that says this all the time, but it's really going to be an ownership thing uh, on LeBron. Like, I got you. It, it's really going to be, is LeBron going to be less than 25% or over 25%? Um, and, you know, if he's 25%, like, I'm going to have to make that decision. And, you know, I don't want to make that decision the night before when I haven't constructed any lineups. But I do like the Ingram call. Rondo, I, I saw a screenshot over the weekend. He was really, really popular in, in some contests. Um, extremely popular. He was popular across every contest in the industry. I mean, his, his ownership numbers were astronomical over the weekend. That's crazy. Um, it's not a guy that I typically, like, think would have too much ownership, you know? But um, yeah, man. anything else on the Lakers, or are we we good to go? No, I'm good, man. I am good to go. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Will, give me your favorite game to go over or under. Uh, Miami, Atlanta. What, what you know? All right. Um, you know I'm gonna take the under in the San Antonio Denver game. Good one. That's Might good be wrong one. on that one, but uh, give me your favorite play under five K to seven X. Yeah, th- this is a tough one today. Uh, but th- there are a few guys. <sighs> I'm going to take a guy that we we talked about that was kind of right on the fringe because I don't know if AD is going to sit. If I knew AD was going to sit, I'd take someone else. Uh, give me give me uh, Jakob Poto at 4,100. All right. I really want to take Giles. I really want oh, to take yeah, Giles. I like him too. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with my boy DeAndre Brembury. At 3,500, assuming that Prince is going to miss again. Um, I, I just, 
shot one for eight and put up 23. He's 3,500. Like, you know, I know he had a bunch of assists and he added some steals and stuff, but, you know, at 3,500, I think that there's really solid chance for, you know, 7X if Prince doesn't play in this game. So, um, over 8K, not the 5X. Not a lot of options today, you know, just in a hole here. Uh, who do you got? Man, give me uh, D'Angelo Russell. All right. People are going to think that I'm, like, not feeling good or something. I'm not taking Jokic again today. Give me <laughs> give me, give me, me Giannis. Um, I, I do think that if they get an opportunity to be careful with Giannis, they're going to do it. Yeah, I know he had a, a ceiling game against Utah, but – that was a very close game. It was a game they wanted to win. Um, I just don't think that a game against Phoenix is going to be a game they want to win or have to win or have to have to play Giannis, you know, 38 minutes. So I think they're going to be careful with him here. Uh, give me your 6X guy. Who's going 6X today? Man, come on. Give me Dwight Powell. Give me all of Dwight Powell today. Man, can't wait. Can't wait. This is a sensational spot for him, man. I'm excited. I don't know if this guy is going to like get there, but just the only reason the only reason that this guy does not get six X. Let me let me be clear real quick. The only reason this guy does not get six X is if Whiteside sit or plays. But give me Bam at fifty six hundred. If Whiteside sits, I I think Bam at six X at fifty six hundred is very very doable. So. I'm going to take Bam. That's going to wrap it up here for Monday's Morning Grind. Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nah, man. Let's go out there and take some tournaments down, people. All right. Let's have some fun. I hope everyone had an awesome weekend. Hope everyone enjoyed the podcast. Make sure, as always, to go to iTunes. Subscribe, download, like, rate the podcast. Help us out. Um, Morning Grind. Roto Grinders Morning Grind on iTunes. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more basketball. Good luck in your contest, and we will see you then.